This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hi, and welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about my vision for business. And I've been thinking about this a lot. I talk about different aspects of business a lot. I'm very passionate about the whole world of business and organizations and founder-led businesses and how we create what I call visionary business and visionary leadership within businesses. But it occurred to me that I hadn't really articulated my vision for business and why this is so important to me. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit into my story so you can feel a sense of where this comes from. If that feels like that's important to give context to this story. And that story is important because we as visionary founders, we're always creating something that is personal to us. You know, when I talk to people about their vision, about what they truly desire and want to create in the world, in to a large extent, it comes from their story. It comes from their experience. It comes often from a desire that we have for ourselves that we also want for the world at large. And so when I grew up, I grew up in a, I would say, kind of lower middle class, northern family. Um, I grew up in a family where hard work was valued, where, you know, my dad um, and mum actually did really well in their careers um, from a very low base, you know, from not being in families where people had really succeeded massively. And, you know, my dad became a very senior person in the um, prison service. My mum had a pretty good career. And so they, you know, they elevated themselves and then you elevate your children, right? So, you know, my dad in particular ended up further ahead in his career and in his life than he ever expected to be, I think, more successful than he expected to be. And so then there was a desire for us to go to university and get good jobs and, you know, to become those professional people that was the next evolution of that journey. So if you're my kind of generation, I'd say in your 40s, 50s, you'll probably understand that journey. It's really fascinating to me how fast this aspiration has changed, right? So I think, you know, in my parents' generation, when they were thinking about their children, they wanted us to be professionals. You know, they wanted us to be doctors or lawyers or, you know, something of that nature. That was seen as kind of the highest success. Now, of course, probably online entrepreneurs earn way more money and are way more successful than your average doctor or lawyer, right? So the world has changed a lot. But that's what I grew up in. And I can remember when I was a kid, I never knew what I wanted to do. So I used to really envy those children who were like, I want to be a vet, or I want to be a doctor or a nurse or whatever the thing was, right? I never had that idea for myself. I never knew what I wanted to do. And I I kind of struggled at school to find things that I was really passionate about. I had subjects that I was better at. I was always good at English. I liked writing. Um, That was probably my favorite subject. I liked reading. But there was nothing that really called to me. There was nothing that said, oh, my gosh, I want to do that with my life. You know, I just didn't have that experience. And so I went on a very traditional path. You know, I 
ended up going to university, even though arguably I think it probably wasn't the right decision for me. I think I actually I wanted to be a physiotherapist at the time so that my desire was to be a nurse or a physio or something like that and to care for people. But, you know, my dad in particular wanted me to have a successful life and to use my brain and all of those things. So I went to university. I did an English degree. And I ended up joining a publishing company. That was my first job. I went traveling for a bit. And then that was my rebellion at the time. (laughs) Only for a year, though, because that's all that's allowed. And then you have to get back on the career path, right? So I I joined a publishing company, um, started working in the marketing department there. And then I built myself up through those different companies that I worked for into, you know, a pretty responsible senior leadership position at Sainsbury's. And in all of that, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I still felt pretty disconnected, actually, from myself and my desires and what I really wanted to do in my life. And I never understood. So if I go back to being a child, I grew up with this message that life is not meant to be easy. You know, you don't get anything for nothing. You have to work hard. You know, very much that kind of almost like a Presbyterian kind of Catholic, you know, you must work hard, you get rewarded for hard work, you knuckle down, you do your best, and then you hopefully get some reward at the end, right? And I never understood that when I was a kid. It didn't make any sense to me. In my mind, I I thought, well, why wouldn't you choose to have fun in your life? Like, why would you delay having fun until you were retired when you actually got to do the things you wanted to do? Why wouldn't you just do that anyway? And so I joke sometimes with my clients, I was like a millennial before my time, (laughs) but I, I just never understood that kind of like sacrifice and slog and hard work and delaying, you know, what you really want to do with your life. You know, I didn't understand that. And then I joined these, particularly these bigger organizations. And I was as guilty of this as anybody else. I had a good job. I didn't love it. I was reasonably good at it. But it really funded a lifestyle for me. So, you know, I went on amazing trips and holidays and I had a flat and I bought nice things. And I, so I filled up that internal gap with external things. But I can still remember the experience of being at Sainsbury's. And I'm sure this is, well, I know this is not uncommon for big organizations in particular, that I would see people wishing their lives away. You know, I'd see people going, oh, God, it's Monday, oh, like dragging themselves to work. You know, I always used to go out on a Sunday night to extend the weekend, to extend, you know, to delay the advent of Monday morning. It seems crazy to me now. So, you know, Monday morning comes, people are like, oh, it's Monday, you know, and then, you know, we've got Wednesday hump day, we're nearly through the week. And then towards the end of the week, it was like, yay, it's nearly the weekend. What are you doing at the weekend? Da, 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 da. And honestly, I can feel it viscerally in my body now of feeling like, oh my God, like I couldn't bear it. I, I just felt so trapped in that sense of being in a situation, being in an organization where, you know, people were wishing their lives away. That's the only way I can describe it. And, you know, some people, not saying that everybody wasn't passionate about what they do, of course they are, but that was not the culture. The culture wasn't like, you know, aligned with people's passions and desires and higher selves, you know? And so when I 
found out about coaching, when I discovered coaching through a leadership program that I was sent on, and I started coaching and mentoring more people, it I st- again, I can still remember that feeling of like, oh, I imagine if I could do this as a job. Imagine that I could spend the rest of my career doing this extraordinary thing called coaching. Oh my God, that would be amazing, right? <laughs> Who I am. 17, 18 years later, and I and I say this to my clients, I love my job and, and the work I do. It's not, I couldn't even call it a job. I love the work I do more now than I ever have. I'm about to, to expand it and evolve it again. And so it's never stayed still for me. That that the whole field of personal development has endless opportunities and potential for me to, me personally, to evolve and grow and develop. And the work that I do with clients and organizations to evolve and grow and develop. So I never get bored of it, which is, you know, really quite an extraordinary thing to be able to say. So why am why am I talking about this now? Why am I talking about this in the context of the vision for business? Well, because I say to my clients, I understand what it's like to go through the motions. I understand what it's like to do a job because it pays the bills, because you know, it gives me a nice lifestyle because it's the thing I should do, you know, and it's the sensible thing to do and the logical thing to do. I have been there and I have lived that life. And I've lived the life where I compensated with my life because my work wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I've also lived this life for the last 17, 18 years that means that I am passionate about what I do. And not only am I passionate about what I do, it's integrated and aligned across all pieces of my life. So I am a passionate visionary. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a spiritual person. I'm an intuitive guide for people. I have all these aspects of me that I bring to my work and I also bring to my life. So I parent in this way. I am this way with my family. I am this way in my work. Um, And I've worked really hard to align and integrate all the pieces of me. It's also why I had to leave my marriage because I felt like I couldn't expand anymore. I couldn't evolve anymore. It's actually keeping me stuck in a version of me that was an old version of me. And I got to a point of saying, I just can't do that anymore. I knew I couldn't evolve and grow within that dynamic. So my vision for business is really born out of these experiences, you know, of my childhood experience of thinking, what on earth is this all about? I don't think that life is supposed to be hard. I don't think it's about hard work and sacrifice. I've never bought it. I think that's a outdated view that comes from the kind of industrial revolution that's just not true, right? It's a very much a survival mentality. And then in my current work, I believe that, you know, and I've been been in the job where I just got through the days. Not to say I was unhappy, I just was unfulfilled. I think there's, it's important to make that distinction. I wasn't unhappy every day, but I was unfulfilled. I felt this gap. I felt this desire for more. And I think there were so many in the working world that still feel that desire for more. And so my vision for business is, stems from the idea and the belief that business can be a force for change in the world. That's my vision for business. You know, I feel like we have lost a lot of faith in, a, in institutions, you know, in politics, in religion, in those established things that would have been our grounding in the past, our anchors in the past. 
And I feel that when I connect to visionaries, when I look at people who are doing extraordinary things in the world, people that set up businesses from a place of passion and desire, people who come up with something, I look at it and go, wow, I love the idea. How did you even come up with that? And then create organizations around that vision and sense of purpose and passion. I feel like that's extraordinary. And, you know, at this point in time in evolution, we need money, we have to work, right, to support ourselves, to grow and develop, support our families, et cetera. So why wouldn't we make work an extraordinary place to be? So what if we could create organizations where they were built on vision and not just the founder's vision, but actually that the founder has a vision. The founder is the holder of the kind of container of the vision, if you like, the big vision. But when I come into an organization, I get to co-create within that vision. So I bring me and my vision and I look at this thing that I want to join and I say, well, okay, how does that fit with my vision for me and my life? How can I evolve and grow here? What are my special talents and strengths and abilities that I can bring to this situation? You know, if I work in this business, does it make me more of me? Does it allow me to bring my strengths and talents and abilities to the fore? Can I make a difference? Can I feel like I can expand here and grow here? And if I ever decided that I wanted to leave, that I could say, wow, that business changed my life. That's my vision for business. So I sort of feel in one way that's extraordinary. And I also feel like it's actually really achievable. And to have a business that is, and I've said again, I've said this for a long time, but it feels like the time is now that, you know, when we're in business that I win because I get to expand and be all of myself within this environment. You know, you win because you get the best of me. And when I collaborate and co-create with someone, we do it visionary to visionary, vision to vision, human to human. So no compromise, no dubbing down, no, uh, you know, compromising in a way where people get to lose. We both get to win, me and this other person that I'm interacting with. And ultimately the whole organization gets to win because you have passionate, engaged, amazing, fulfilled employees who are bringing all their creativity and innovation to play. And I have this with my clients. I'm going to talk from my perspective a minute, that when I work with clients that I'm excited about, so if I think about a client of mine at the moment, and I think about, you know, I've got phone calls in the diary with them, and I'm thinking about the bigger piece of potential with them. I am so excited when I get on the phone with these guys because it's like my vision meets their vision and the two start to play together. And it's like a compound effect because the two are playing together. And so when I talk to these people, I come off the phone and, you know, I know some coaches and some people that work in this sort of, um, you know, coaching, counseling, mentoring field will say, oh gosh, people say to me, how do you not take on the problems of that person? And I'm like, because I don't even feel it that way. I'm connected to the potential. I'm connected to the potential of that individual. I'm connected to the potential of this movement that we're creating. I'm feeling into what can I bring? How does my vision, which I'm talking about here, my vision for business, my vision for individuals, my vision for how we live life differently, how does that interact with this person that I have here? 
And so they feed off that energy that I'm bringing to the conversation and it aligns with something in them. So they can go, wow, I love that. I hadn't really connected with it that way. But yes, this totally fits my vision for the organization. And then we we can we're in this dance together. We're in this co-creation together. And we play and we move and we design and we co-design and you know, and I get challenged being with these clients. You know, there are honestly moments with my clients where I go, I don't know the next piece. Oh my God, you're like, <laughs> I'm feeling a bit out of my depth. And then the next piece drops in. I like to work there. I like to work at the edge of my abilities. I like to feel challenged, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I don't like to be in my comfort zone. It's boring to me. And they're the same. So we dance together, we co create together. And it's this beautiful dance that's my vision for business. What if we could create open, expansive, free environments where we all came together to co-create together? And so in these new environments, you don't need to manage me. You don't need to check that I've done something because if I'm engaged and passionate and I'm in it, of course I'm going to do that. And actually I'm going to go way beyond that because I'm passionate about it and because it aligns with me and what I'm here to do in the world. And so my vision for business is human to human, vision to vision, um, visionary to visionary. It's about being human with each other. And I was having this conversation with my coach, Ellie Frost, the other day. We're actually messaging on WhatsApp together. And, you know, and we were talking about intimacy and vulnerability. And, you know, that actually showing up as ourselves is the bravest thing, the most courageous thing that we can ever do. And I'm on a constant journey of that. You know, this podcast is one way for me to be more visible to say the things that I truly think and feel, to put this stuff out in the ether in a freer way than I perhaps do in other parts of my life right now. This is probably the freest I ever feel in my life on this podcast. And so it satisfies me, it fulfills me, it gets my vision out in the world. And I get amazing feedback from other people that say, oh my gosh, I listened to that episode and it moved something for me. I agree with you. I feel that too you know? And so in that opening and human connection and vulnerability and courage, we create different relationships. We create different dynamics. We create different environments, different businesses that we can come together and be in together. So I want to have my own organization and to have other people's organizations to be places where we can play together where I know that being part of this thing expands and grows and develops me. And because of that, the the business, the organization, the entity that that is also grows and expands as a result. And I want to have an organization where, you know, because I'm taking care of my shit, my insecurities, my vulnerabilities, and I'm owning those and I'm clearing them and I'm taking responsibility for them. I can also create clean relationships with other people. So no more lashing out at people, no more projection, no more getting disgruntled because you've been a mirror to me 
or because you've triggered me. If you trigger me, the responsibility is, is on me, right? Not on you. So how do we create this, these beautiful dynamics, this human to human connection, this ability to be with each other at a deep level, personal responsibility so that I clear my stuff and I'm able to show up as the biggest, best version of myself. And you know what? If I don't, then I know I'm held in that. You know, and I know that people don't judge me and they can see the stuff that I'm working through and they can still hold my potential, even when I show up as the less pretty version of myself. So my vision for business is to revolutionize how we live and work, to create organizations that are joyful, passionate, purposeful, inspiring, empowering places to be. And that, as I say, it's a co-creation between everybody in the organization. And, you know, so the onus of the organization is not just on the founder anymore. How do we get everybody connected and engaged in a way that this thing literally is like working on rocket fuel, you know, because it's now not dependent on a few people. It's not dependent on hierarchy and control. It's dependent on us all escalating, moving forward, me being able to bring my ideas and stretch the edges of this container. So what if somebody in your organization showed up and said, you know, I've got this idea. I don't even know if it fits within this vision, but, you know, I've got this idea. I think it could be amazing. And you sat with it and you thought, wow, that is not in my vision, but I think it's brilliant. And actually, maybe we should implement that. Maybe that's you know, maybe that's a piece that I didn't have in this amazing jigsaw of my vision. But when I, when somebody else sees it, then it expands the whole thing. So we're trying to take these entities and really be with them energetically, you know? So I think of a business and organization as not a fixed thing. It's just a vision. You know, it's a collection of people coming together towards a vision. And you see this very much when I work with founder-led organizations and smaller organizations, you can feel that like somebody has an idea and they talk to somebody else and the other person goes, oh my God, I love that. I feel really connected to that. I want to join. So the question is, how do we keep that magic when we have big organizations, when we have things that are growing and evolving? And I, as the founder, can no longer physically go out and chat to everybody in the organization. It becomes an energetic job. I have to energetically hold the vision. It has to instill and imbue everything that we do. So my job as the visionary is to hold the widest container for this vision and to do my job so that I don't hold it back, you know, so that I allow it to grow and expand. I know it's an it's an expression of me, but it's not me. And I can let it grow and expand beyond me. So why am I talking about this vision now? Well, because, you know, I've honestly been talking about this vision in some form for, gosh, more than 10 years. And, you know, it's been really frustrating at times, I have to tell you, of going, oh, my God, are we still having this conversation? Why are things not changing faster? But, you know, hey, that's part of the journey of a visionary, right? But now I feel like with the new generations having come into the business in the last 10 years and now having gone through COVID and the pandemic and all of those things 
that we can't go back. It, it's like the old world, world of business just doesn't work anymore. And honest truth be told, I don't think it's worked for a long time. But now people are saying it really doesn't work. And so I did a, an episode a while ago on quiet quitting. You know, you cannot, the, the traditional engagement strategies don't work. You know, blanket reward schemes don't work. People want to feel like, do you know what? If COVID taught us anything, it's that life is short and life is meant to be lived. And every moment is supposed to be joyful. That's what I believe. So if that's true, then I don't want to waste my time in some company that I don't feel passionate about. I want to work for someone that where I feel that passion and energy and I really want to be involved and I love being there every day. And I feel like I get it and they get me and we're co-creating together. That's what I want to feel like, you know, and I want to feel like, I mean, I, I you know, when I go to work, it's worth leaving my kids behind. The payoff is is enough because it means something to me. It's my thing. It moves me forward. It gives me satisfaction. And, you know, I've had this conversation with my daughter ever since she was little, was when she was very small, she just didn't want me to go away to work at all. She still would rather I was here 24-7, to be fair. But she would say to me, but I want you to be here. And I say, yes, but it's mummy's work. And I love my work. And it benefits so many people. And it makes me a better mummy because I go and do this work. This is my thing to do in the world and I have to do it, you know? And you know, we're always in that balance as parents, aren't we, of time with our kids versus time at work and how that balance works. And it shifts and changes all the time. But for me, working is an expression of me that I personally really need and that I know is part of my work in the world. And actually, the older she gets, the more she sees that and the more she sees that who I've expanded into being as a result of doing the work that I do actually makes me a much better parent. <laughs> and conversely, the relationship that we have, the open, amazing relationship that she and I have informs the work that I do and the other relationships that I form in my life. So all this thing starts feeding each other. And that's when it becomes such an amazing thing. So I'm going to try and articulate my vision in a few words. <laughs> I've been talking around the vision a lot here, but my vision is organizations, businesses that are founded in vision, that are led by visionaries, and then that grow on a basis of co-creation so that for the people that are involved in that business, it's about bringing my own vision, my strengths, my talents, my energy into this container, into this organization so that everybody wins you know, so that I feel fulfilled. I create amazing relationships. We work together beautifully and this vision gets to expand. And, you know, of course, as a result of that, the business is more successful. We make more money. We retain people, all those traditional benefits. But actually the thing that's the key to unlocking all of this is about that human connection. You know, it's the human connection. It's the relationships. It's everybody showing up. It's the whole version of them with all their skills and talents and abilities. Imagine that. Imagine that you could harness all the potential and creativity and intelligence in your business. What if you were only getting to 60% right now? 
And there was another 40% of there that people didn't feel safe enough to bring yet, that you hadn't created the dynamic and the environment for people to bring that out. Imagine the impact on your business if that 40% came through, you know, and that everybody was so engaged and inspired working there that you almost had to tell them to go home. You know, imagine that. That's the power of this creation. That's the power of what I'm calling the visionary way based on connection, based on clarity of vision and simplicity, clearing what's getting in our way on a deep conscious and subconscious level, being in conscious creation of what we do and what we choose not to do because actually it doesn't drive that big vision forward and being able to co-create with others in an amazing, powerful way. And, you know, this isn't just about business. My vision is broader than business, actually, that if we do that in business, I believe that we change the world. Imagine how many lives we would impact on if all businesses work this way. Imagine if everybody in the world loved their job. Imagine what the impact of that would be on energy and positivity and mental health and parenting and all the different aspects of our life, you know? And so ultimately what I'm talking about is about expanding consciousness. It's talking about elevating us to a different level of being with each other. And I really believe that business is a vehicle for change in that. I have always believed that. And so this is the potential. This is the opportunity. This is the piece that I honestly know in every cell of my being that the businesses that embrace this now, the businesses that truly go for it and are prepared to open themselves up to lose traditional control, to be with the messiness of it as we create this new evolution are the ones that will thrive. I absolutely know that in every cell of my body. So if that's you, and I want to bring people onto this podcast to talk about how they're doing that, by the way, that's going to be the next evolution in 2023. But if that's you and you think, oh my God, I'd love my organization to be like that. Or, you know, I'm I'm a founder of an organization and that's what I want to create. Then please do get in touch with me because I am so passionate about bringing this into being in a whole different way in 2023. I'm recording this in November. It will go live in January, 2023 sorry, December, it's December already. (laughs) So I really want you to tune into this. I want you to feel into it as an individual, as a leader, as a founder of an organization, if you're a founder of an organization, feel the enormity of the change that we can create when we come together as this collective force. That's my vision. Thank you for listening to Visionary Collective Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you want to be part of this exciting, bigger movement, come and join other amazing visionary purpose-led entrepreneurs in my free Facebook group, The Visionary Collective.